I'm not all here. I don't think any of us are mentally all here right now. Uh, I don't know how Americans are supposed to go on with business as usual today or any other day after hearing about the sort of atrocity that happened in Texas yesterday. After seeing like the photos of all those beautiful kids whose lives were robbed, not just by the gunmen, but by the special interests and people in power who have conspired to make it easier for that person to murder them, who have made it so we live in a country where there are more guns than people. I think that's what Steve was trying to say. I appreciate his emotion, but I would say more so than that, I appreciated his willingness to actually call out those people to name names and hold them accountable, to say that what's needed right now is not thoughts and prayers, but outrage and courage. Welcome to part two of the Doxa Dialogue. This is David Rudy, pastor at Doxa Church, and I was talking with Julie about everything going on with this tragedy in our country right now. And we we're talking about how vast and widespread it is, the shooting in Buffalo, you know, just the fight against abortion and the fight for abortion right now in our country. And I just asked Julie to come on tonight and continue our discussion. So thanks, Julie. Yes, I am back. We took a few weeks off. Our life has been crazy. Yeah. But it's kind of a, a heavy topic. I know. It really is. And, but you had a couple great thoughts, too, even after just listening to my first podcast and us talking about it tonight. And I thought it would be really great for all of our listeners just to hear hear from you as well, Julie. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. One of the things that I touched on in the first part was just how we as a church can be the church. And I didn't spend a whole lot of time on that. I kind of breezed through that pretty quickly. And I wanted to unpack that a little bit more and really go into some more detail on that. Because one of the things that I mentioned was, let's not nitpick with each other. Mm -hmm. um, be consumed with our agendas and just keep our focus on what we're called to do, to glorify God and to love this world and to bring the gospel to them. And one of the things I was mentioning was how to be the church, I think is an important thing to define. Yeah. Well, what is the church? Is it's, it a building? It's the people of God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You and me as fellow believers, that is the church. And when you think about, okay, what does it mean to get involved in the church? It's more than just having a smile on your face, serving in the kids' ministry. You can think, well, is that, how's that really going to help the problem? But I mean, doing the simple things like that, that builds up your church, pouring into kids, if you really stop and think about it, being faithful to church, bringing your own kids to church, bringing your neighbors in, like all of those things actually do matter because you're giving them Jesus through that. Absolutely. And I think it even goes beyond, you know, being the church is loving God and loving others mm -hmm. and your neighbors mm -hmm. and pouring into them, mm -hmm. having time in your schedule for those people. Absolutely. I was thinking a lot about this this morning. I was actually at Spill the Beans, 
And I went in there and I kid you not, there were four different Bible studies going on in Spill the Beans. I love it. And that was it. Every customer had a Bible open at the table. And I was like, this is amazing. This is totally what it's all about. Opening up the Bible, reading with each other, encouraging each other. And really you have pastoral care, which is, which is ministering to the flock. And then you have evangelism, which is reaching out to those who don't know the Lord. And I played that clip at the beginning of our episode there. The line that really stood out to me was, we don't need more thoughts and prayers. We need more outrage and courage. Hmm. And I sympathize with that. You know, that's coming from a person who does not know Jesus Christ as Mm -hmm. their savior. And I can totally see where they're coming from when they just hear a lot of talk and they don't hear any action at all. Mm-hmm. And in one sense, we absolutely need to be outraged and we need to be courageous and say the tough things. Yeah. Well, and I think with this tragedy, which is just so heartbreaking, even as a mom to think through, like, what mm-hmm. if that was my kid and that mm-hmm. happened? It, it does create a little fear. But that creates that righteous anger is kind of how I think of it. That's in there of this is so evil. Mm -hmm. How could anyone do that? Yes. I think one thing the world does is they'll say this is evil and they'll just stop at that. Oh, this is just evil. And they ignore all the causes, everything that went into all the the red flags, all the warning signs, Mm -hmm. all the things from our society that twisted and perverted truth to contribute to this, this sinful heart manifesting the worst kinds of evil. But really as a church, what we need to do the most, we've already mentioned it, but we need to have, instead of just thoughts and prayers, we really need to have loving action and prayers. I think if we focus on that, of course, the grieving, the mourning, you know, being bold and courageous. And the world looks at being bold and courageous as just the simple fix. Let's slap this solution on the problem and that'll fix it. Now, when really the courageous thing is calling out all of the abuse and all of the problems that mm-hmm. sin creates. You know, let's be honest about the mental health in our country. Let's be real about how much men and young men are addicted to pornography and just mm-hmm. bound up in a world that's just self-seeking and pleasure-filled. And there's a lot of things that contribute to that right? Like, mm-hmm. let's be courageous about talking about the broken homes in our country. And, and it really starts with the breakdown of the nuclear family, which of course goes back to what? the gospel. And, and Yeah. It's how did God design the family? Yeah. This shooter, again, was from a broken home. Was from a broken home. And, you know, we don't know all the details. There's a lot of reports about about you know the alternative lifestyle and it sounds like there's a very evident pattern of confusion sexually and mentally and in one sense if you think this is bad that we can just solve this by some solution that we can come up with next month you have no idea what is going to happen in the next few years when all of this junk and these twisted lies that have been pushed down the throats of young kids when all those things come to roost in the near future we're facing a lot of trauma and a lot of pain yeah and then to compound it for a couple years with covid a lot of kids have been isolated and the ramifications of that mentally 
we just live in really, really tough times. Yeah. There's a guy named Nathan Finocchio. He is a solid guy, actually has a Christian band, but he posted something that really, really lined up with, with my thoughts, and it really parallels a lot of what I already said in part one and, and what we're really saying here in part two, but he summarized it super well. He said, the church in America can, number one, pray, number two, disciple and change a nation inside out. Mm confront core sin issues, number three, yep. Number four, talk openly about solutions bipartisanly that are rational and American. Number five, recognize that cities and states with strict gun laws have the most mass shootings, thus recognizing real safety issues in communities, including church shootings, like last week, while also recognizing an 18-year-old probably doesn't need to be running around with an assault AR-15, <laughs> Could we make it 21? That's that's his point there, point five. And then point six, target angry, depressed males with the same veracity Jordan Peterson does. Go after who Satan is stealing. Mm. And yeah, that one just really hits home too. You know, Jordan Peterson is someone who I think he's finding God right now. Like if you listen to a lot of his interviews, he seems to actually be coming to faith. I say, I really see God drawing him in. But he really helps young men by telling them the hard things, telling them the courageous things, like how they can be successful, how they can actually improve themselves. And not only do we have the self-help common sense stuff, we have that and we have Jesus Christ to Mm -hmm. offer them. We have the hope of Jesus Christ. Yes. And as we were talking, Julie, that was something that you even brought up to me was we live in a world where everyone is looking for a human savior, whether it's a political savior, whether mm-hmm. it's the, you name it, this charismatic figure or this solution is going to be us figuring it out right now and doing this ourselves. Right. But really we're talking about a heart problem that can only be changed by Jesus Christ. And you can't solve that problem on your own. Right. We can be a part of the change. God will use right. us when we reach out with the truth and serve others in love, when we do everything we can to invite our neighbors in, to reach out, to go to the people who are not even going to darken the door of the church, mm-hmm. and and we bring the gospel to them. Like Those things are so, so important right now as we face these dark days ahead. But I think we just have to really change our mindset on it's not about just how I feel and living my life. And that's really what I was trying to get at with the whole church comment that I made at the beginning. It's about the more you live out your life as the bride of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus, and truly be the church yourself, and you're a, a member that is contributing in all these other areas, it's going to make a healthier church that shines the light of Jesus Christ. Right. And one way I see it and apply it is with your neighbors or unsafe people, coworkers, however you hang out with maybe people that aren't from church or claim to be Christians, are you shining a light in in showing Jesus to them in your interactions and not just closing the door on the people that you might have preconceived notions on of like, ooh, I don't know about them. They Mm -hmm. seem to be kind of weird neighbors. 
I don't know if I, I'm just going to keep to myself. Those are the people that need love the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can't be afraid to talk about the truth, you know? And it goes back to, again, what we've been seeing in First Peter all along in this last series is we live in this world. There's present suffering. It's not as it should be. We are citizens of heaven, yet we can still be effective down here by testifying and proclaiming the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. Mm -hmm. And we do that by sharing what we've seen and heard in our own lives. When we just give our testimony and we're excited about what the Lord is doing in our lives and our love and our joy is overflowing, that is attractive. And really that's what people need. These young men who are who are hopeless and bitter and angry and confused and they're resorting to hate, what they need is a relationship with God. They need a savior and they need a reason for living that is bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. You can find that in other things temporarily. You can find that in sports. You can find that in a hobby. And a lot of times that's just like the common graces of life that was more prevalent in our society. But you got to go back to a relationship with your savior because he is the one who is going to change you. Absolutely. And it's not going to be made all right until Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. The new right. heaven and the new earth. And that's something that we should long for as Christians that day when he does make all things new. Mm-hmm. And that is like in scripture, we see the perfect is come. The mm-hmm. word perfect, he's going to make things perfect. Things are not perfect in our world, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, this has been a heavy one. And here we are again tonight, just still talking about it. But it's just so important to take this to the Lord, to keep your eyes on him. Yes, be outraged. Absolutely. Be courageous and don't just repeat the same talking points that you hear, but actually go to the heart of the issues. There's more than one problem going on. There's a myriad of problems in our culture and it all goes back to an attack on truth. It all goes back to running away from God. So be courageous about pointing that out, sharing that with other people, and then lovingly act and pray. Absolutely. And I feel led to say this right now. As you know, we think back to the different shootings that have happened. A lot of it's linked to mental illness, not every single case, mm. um, but a lot of it is. And I just want to put out there if you're struggling with that today, mm-hmm. please get some help. Mm-hmm. Reach out. We can get you in contact with people that get you the right help. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's our heart for you. Let's be the church and let's anticipate his return. You are loved.